Welcome to Yabi Talks. I am Embreen Musa, the founder of Yabi by Sukalman. There are at least 5 million credit card users in the UAE, a country of almost 10 million people. But I wonder how many of us read the fine prints before using them. Without understanding how exactly credit cards work, you may be paying more than the amount you think you're paying every month. We've seen extreme cases in the news of people taking out eight credit cards at a time with a limit of 10 times their salary. But there is a way to prevent those problems. Be the bank's worst credit card customer. I'll explain that in a bit with Alison Sultani, a financial coach and the founder of Leap Savvy Savers. Alison, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Ambreen. It's an absolute pleasure to be on the show. So I'm going to go straight to the point here. Um, credit cards have been around for decades, right? I mean, we all know it and we know of credit cards. Our kids know it. You go to the supermarket, they stick out the credit cards thinking, you know, that's where all the cash comes from. Um, so the fact that it's been around for so, so, so long, why do you think people still have a lack of knowledge of how they work? Great question. I think that there's a few reasons why that is. I think the first one is we will, we've got to remember when we take out a credit card, it's a product that the bank is selling to us. And a lot of times you might see an ad for a credit card and it might say something like 2% interest per month. And you think, you know what? 2% interest isn't a lot. But then I think you might see that, but you won't, a lot of people don't realize that actually that means 24% a year that you are being charged interest on the purchase that you make. So I think that's one of the reasons. If you think that, for example, uh, in the stock market, you would be very happy with and expect an 8 to 10% return, you'd be really happy with that, annualized over a 30-year period, say. So if you think about that versus you are being charged 24%, when you think of it like that, it's actually such a lot of money. So the average is about 20% a year uh, APR that credit cards charge. On top of that, I think that people a lot of time don't understand uh, compound interest as a concept. So what I mean by that is a lot of people think that, for example, if you had a 500 Durham purchase, that you are being charged 24% on that 500 Durham purchase a year or 2% a month. But with credit cards, you are charged on a daily basis after the month uh, grace period. So you obviously have your statement. You have usually around 21 days to pay it and you have a due date. As soon as you miss that due date or you pay the minimum, minimum amount or you don't pay the whole amount, you start getting charged interest and it accrues on a daily basis. So I think a lot of people don't understand that concept and that's how it spirals to these huge amounts. It might start small. For example, if you had a 500 dirham purchase and you get charge 2% interest a month, your first month, then you're going to have 510 dirham, okay? But the next month, you might be charged 2% again, but not on the 500. Now it's being charged on the 510 dirhams. So in the next month, you have 520.2 dirhams. And of course, these are small numbers. And you might think, well, that's not a lot. But when you start adding zeros, that's, I think, when it starts spiraling out of control for a lot of people. And then uh, on top of that, I think that Money problems are generally a taboo subject. And I think that a lot of people, we just I just said a couple of things. They don't understand compound interest, maybe. They don't really understand the fees that are attached to the card and the interest to be in charged. And a lot of times, a lot people don't talk about these things until they get themselves in a hole and they feel like they can't cope. 
And so a lot of people are walking around thinking that everyone understands credit cards, except me. But the truth of the matter is that a lot of people are walking around not understanding the kind of debt that they're getting into. And that's one of the reasons why I started my blog and my Instagram page to try and break that taboo a little bit and start a conversation and admit that we all make mistakes and we all don't know and we're trying to learn. So I think that that's um, something that's really important, I think, to, to learn about it and to realize that a lot of people are walking around without the knowledge of the fees. For example, with my coaching clients, 100% of my coaching clients with debt have said to me when I've asked the question in the first meeting, what, what are the charges? What's the interest? No, no one has known. They've had to go away and check. And actually, I have on a few coaching sessions actually done a quick Google of that particular card that, the, that my client has. And I've actually not been able to find it, the interest rate, attached that card on a quick Google search because that's done on, a, on purpose by the banks. So they, the, the information is there, but it's in the small print. And a lot of times they don't put that front and center. And so a lot of times I've actually had to ask my clients, you need to call the bank and find out exactly what you're being charged because without that information, we can't make a plan to pay this debt back. No, absolutely. And I think I think I think there's more to it as well, right? I think what I found um with, with credit cards specifically, when you don't have cash in the wallet and the credit card gets used, I think there's a psychological aspect where, well, the money hasn't really gone out because it's not like I had 2000 dirhams and I can see physically that every single time I'm spending, what's left over gets smaller and smaller. Um, so I think there is that aspect of credit card is easy to use. You just use it. And then I will worry about it later. Um, we've even had cases at, um, at Sukhul Mal where, where customers actually didn't even know that they had to pay the 95%. So the understanding of taking credit card was, well, you only had to pay 5% a month. Great. I will pay that 5%. And the 95% was much later and it's only then when they start having collection agencies calling them is when they realize actually what, what what's what's going on here. Oh, I actually do have to pay this 95%. So that, that was one angle. The second angle what was really interesting was um, people would use credit cards as a cash machine. So they would go to the ATM, put the credit card in and use it. And I think one of the areas a lot of people missed out mm. in our experience was um, that the interest on this on, on, on the, the, the cash they took out from the ATM using a credit card started immediately. So the grace period that just talked about me yeah. and you mm-hmm. doesn't apply to taking cash withdrawals out of the ATM machine. It starts on day one. And, and you know, from what we know is, and it's known that cash use, taking cash out of the ATM machine using a credit card is the most expensive credit you can take. Absolutely. Have you seen this in your um, uh, your range of clients that you have from a financial coach perspective? Have you actually seen the lack of knowledge to the point of not understanding whether the credit should be paid back or not? Uh, absolutely. I have seen that from time to time. Uh, the biggest problem that I see is that just what you said, that like people take it out and they think, okay, I can spend 5,000 dirham and I only have to pay back 200 dirham. And there's there's this disconnect between paying the minimum balance and then, okay, at some point you have to pay back that full amount plus interest. And I think that's what people think. They think, oh, at some point I'll pay it off in a few months. Or they don't realize by that time, it's absolutely blown up out of 
Yeah, because you forget. Right? Once not in front of you, you forget. Um, but I want to go back to the point that you made earlier on, which is about the banks and, and you know, showing off the interest rates and making sure customers have seen it. I, you know, I would turn it around the other way, though, to be to be fair. And I think it is our responsibility to actually look at what we're signing. It is our responsibility of consumers to read the fine prints. It is our responsibility to find out what am I signing up for here? Um, how do you... So when you speak to your, to your clients, what I would love to hear is, you know, how do you sensitize that? I mean, was it just where your clients didn't know about it because they didn't bother finding out or didn't even know that there was an interest, which would surprise me, but what have you seen? Because to my point of view, I think there is a bit of a responsibility that we need to take on as consumers to make sure we don't fall into traps or, or, or um, fall into situations where actually if I had just done a little bit of homework and took a little bit more time, before jumping on that card because I just wanted the dress. Um, I think there is an aspect of responsibility we need to take. Do you agree? I do. I think some of it is down to the lack of education, the fact that, that to a certain extent, banks, they're selling you a product, they're exploiting the fact that they know that money is a subject that people don't talk about and it's taboo, but absolutely agree. And I'd say a couple of things came to my mind when you were saying that then. And the first thing was on the flip side, so a lot of people don't realize the actual rewards and benefits of using a credit card as well. And we talk about credit cards negatively, but I use I use a credit card for absolutely every single purchase that I make. Um, if you use it properly and pay off the full amount, a lot of people don't realize the rewards, cash, free cash that you can actually get from the bank. So I think that on the flip side, it would really help people to do their research in that way. Because a lot of banks, they don't also push that because they don't really want people to do what I do. I am the bank's worst customer because I pay it off every month. So I don't pay any interest, any charges, and I take cash back every single month. So free money from the bank, essentially. And the other thing that came to mind when you were talking is, I think some people, they have an idea about interest. Banks have a responsibility to tell you about interest. A lot of times they will veil it with perhaps their monthly interest to make it seem less. But what I found the biggest problem that clients have is at the time that they actually make the purchase, take out the credit card, everything's great. They've got a decent job that's steady. The car's running, everyone's healthy. And the biggest thing that I see with my clients is that they, when they take out that credit card and they make those purchases, everything's great. And they have not planned for the what if situation. And so they don't really worry so much about the interest because as long as I can keep paying the repayments right now on my current salary with everything how it is, I'm great. I don't need to care about the interest, okay, because I know I'm going to pay it off. But then what I find is then something will happen. For example, they might unexpectedly lose their job. Someone in their family may experience a health problem. Um, all kinds of things could happen. Their car could break down. And then what I find is that a lot of people, they haven't planned for these things to happen. And they have zero emergency savings, cash, or reserves to, to draw on if all of a sudden they can't pay that credit card bill. And then they don't realize that all of a sudden it's gonna to start to spiral. And so that's the biggest problem. That's when people tend to reach out for help is when something happens. So I try to work on things like, as well as making sure you do your homework, make sure with the bank, make sure that you know what you're signing. Also make sure that you are building an emergency fund, that you have a sustainable budgeting system that you can stick to. Make sure that you have some cash reserves like sinking funds that you 
save up for large expenses that crop up during the year, just in case, because we can't predict what's going to happen. And sometimes if you're looking at a credit card bill of 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 Durham, it might be a year that you can actually pay that off. Even if you're paying more than the minimum balance, if you're not paying it off in full every month, you don't know what's going to happen in that year. So I think that that that's the biggest problem that I see is that people don't do their research because they assume everything's great right now so I can keep paying it but they I, aren't sort of planning yeah no listen I listen as completely I think this is probably what this whole module on credit card is about that's what Yabby is here for is a lot of the times what we've seen is people get in trouble because there's this trigger I don't think you know most people will tell you when I'm actually making a financial decision I am always okay. And then I lost my job or somebody needed an emergency fund. And I think that is where, unfortunately, things can go wrong. And I think I agree with you, planning for the future would, would, would really help. So it's almost prevention versus cure. But let's focus on the cure for a minute. Um, I would love to hear, I mean, you, you've been doing Leap Savvy service for a while now. You've got... Um, You've got people coming to you asking for help. And, and normally we ask for help when, you know, we're in really big trouble. That's when people really normally ask and reach out for help, which I would encourage people to go out and actually ask for help before things go completely wrong. And the moment they start feeling, you know, I'm not sure I have that in control anymore. Um, but what? let's talk about a little bit, you know, examples of, of what you have seen with your client base. What's the biggest credit card debt you've seen in your career and that you had to help with? And how did you manage to get the person out? Or how did this person, and I know discipline is probably a big part of it, but how do you get out of debt that you feel that you will never be able to get out of? Yeah, absolutely. So usually people come to me with sort of smaller amounts between five and 50,000 dirham. And usually it's either the problem that we just talked about, something happened unexpectedly, or they're in a debt cycle. So even people with small debts can come to me, but they'll work really hard to pay it off and then they'll pay it off and it'll be zero and they'll put something on it again and they'll be right back where they started. But the biggest problem um, that I actually saw was one of my clients came to me earlier this year with over 100,000 dirham of credit card debt on different credit cards. And what had happened was he'd taken out the, the credit card and funded and financed a, a house in a different country. And so taking out quite large amounts, but it spiraled way above 100,000 because exactly what we were just talking about, went away on for a holiday and unexpectedly because of COVID restrictions actually got stranded in a different country. That affected both his income in the UAE, uh, which suffered, but also lots of unexpected costs because all of a sudden a two week holiday became two months. So you have to think about paying for your bills that carry on in the UAE, plus paying for unexpected accommodation in the place where you've traveled to. And that actually happened because a lot of time during the earlier part of this year, because of COVID restrictions, people were getting stranded and a lot of people were getting into financial problems because of that. And it's just exactly what I said, you just can't predict what's gonna happen. So what we did was we did two things. We first looked at, okay, he felt overwhelmed by all these different credit cards, interest rates, amounts, and could not keep up with it all. So, and this is not necessarily going to work for everyone and everyone has a unique situation, but we worked on getting a one personal loan and consolidating 
to a smaller uh, interest rate, which can work. It may not be possible for everyone because it depends on your credit rating because also your debt affects your credit score. But we were able to secure him a loan with a smaller percentage. So he was just paying off one loan. That was the first thing we did, which was exactly what you said, attacking the cure, attacking the overwhelm. When you start to see it spiraling, it can become overwhelming. very. And that's what we would normally call a consolidation loan, right? You take all Absolutely. credit cards that you've got and you probably have five collection agencies on your head. You take all of that instead of trying to figure out who pays first. You take it all and you put it in one loan at a lower rate, Absolutely. but on a longer tenure. So you will actually... Yeah. And commit to the next two years, small amounts, but every single month you have to pay it on time and you cannot mess. But what's interesting about that one though is what we have also seen is people will get onto that and then suddenly feel that they can breathe again. And guess what? Absolutely. The they go up and take another credit card. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings me on to that second thing. So we, have, we looked at this problem in two ways. The first one was the immediate problem of I cannot even think straight because I have so many credit cards and I have overwhelm. I wouldn't normally do that for smaller amounts or just a couple of credit cards. But the second thing we did is worked on the spending habits, the budgeting plan. And um, so the first thing we looked at was income, expenses. We looked at working out how to track expenses in a sustainable way. How much money, before we even look at applying for a personal loan or look at uh, paying off the credit cards, we have to look at how much you can realistically put towards this debt. There are uh, debt calculators available, readily available. Uh, debt repayment calculators and we looked at lots of different scenarios so once we you need to know first your income and expenses because people come to me and they say I've got this debt I want to pay it off can I pay it off in six months can I pay it off in a year and I say well what's your income and expenses how much cash flow do you have and they say I don't know so I say right well we need to go so back let's to go back from the start figure out what your budget is, is what your spending is how much have you got spare how much have, can you realistically put towards this debt so there's lots of different ways you can do it I mean you can go completely uh, really restrictive on yourself and say, I'm gonna pay this off, but I tend to try to maneuver my clients and encourage them not to do that because that can lead to the debt cycle. Because if you're doing that, you're restricting yourself for a very short amount of time, you pay it off, but you haven't developed healthy spending habits in the meantime. So essentially, what I say is we also need to look at, okay, can we, as you just mentioned, can we look at a longer, payoff period, a longer tenure, and can we actually look at actually putting some money towards emergency fund as well? If this is going to take a year, 18 months, two years, we can't predict what's going to happen. We could end up here again when in six months time your car breaks down or you lose your job or you suffer from an income loss of some sort. We're going to be in the same place again. So we have to look at um, that emergency fund, the savings as well. So healthy budgeting habits, healthy spending habits as well. Two methods that we do. The first one is how can we look at healthy spending habits? We look at lots of different scenarios. What would it look like to pay this off very quickly? What would it look like to extend it to medium term, long term, but perhaps have to pay off a little bit more in interest in the long run. However, it's going to really help you in the long term because you're going to develop those healthy spending and budgeting habits that are going to sustain. So that's what I looked at with that particular client and that's helped and he's on his way to paying it off and feeling a lot calmer. But I would also suggest that if, for example, a client is not in that situation or a person's not in a situation where they can get 
alone because their credit rating is so poor that they cannot take on any more debt. There's a couple of different ways you can look at the common debt avalanche versus debt snowball. So you can look at, do we pay off the smallest amount and regardless of interest rates, which may take longer, but it could be psychologically better because you feel like you've won what every credit card you can tick off the list you've it's had an achievement so i think it's yeah. very much personality based right if you need Absolutely. to be validated and think i'm on the right path here and i'm you know i feel i'm you know those lists and you cross off the list you've got six credit cards across and it does it does make people feel a lot better absolutely and then oh. you mentioned i think there's another way yeah, the debt avalanche where you actually list them by interest rate. So you pay off the highest interest rate first, regardless of the amounts, that may actually be a shorter time to complete all of the payoff. However, you are maybe maybe the one with the highest interest rate is going to take you the longest. So it might that first hurdle it might take a little bit but longer it for the milestone. What do it's, you want? it's almost like losing master? weight on a diet, isn't it? That is 100% what I think it's like. I think go for the long-term sustainable solution over that short-term restriction, which is going to actually, you're just going to get back into the same sort of debt. And, you know, as you said at the start, credit card debt is the most toxic kind of debt because it's just the highest interest rate and all the fees that they they um, put on customers. So it's one that 100% people need to try to avoid at all costs. I would like to change gears a little bit because I think we've spoken yeah. a lot about, you know, um, and I think it's quite clear now, you know, there are there are ways to use credit card in a good way. Um, they are positive. I mean, I, I all my expenses go on my credit card, but I do pay off every single month because I, I do not like the interest or the fees or whatnot. But actually, you know, I, I've got the Air Miles card, I've got the cashback card. And, and there is almost a strategy, I think, of how you can use credit cards to your own benefits. And let's talk about this. What I would love, Alison, to know what is your strategy? Obviously, the fact they're helping others with their debt and their credit card, you must have a strategy that I can probably even steal myself from you about how do you make the most out of those credit cards? Well, as I mentioned before, that's a good question. As I mentioned before, um, credit cards can be a huge advantage as long as you're disciplined as long as you pay them off in full either on the due date or before the due date um, then you can avail cash back you can avail air miles all kinds of things cinema tickets restaurant tickets uh, airport lounges but that's the thing there's so many different rewards on offer that what i always suggest to people is first of all think about your own spending habits again go back to the expenses and the income say okay what exactly am I spending money on here? So for me personally, I spend the most amount of money on groceries, uh, on travel, petrol, fuel, um, and my water and electric. So I got a credit card that has 5% cashback on those things. And then I have perhaps another credit card for, for example, school fees that has 8% or 5% cashback on school fees. And I make sure that I'm spending according to how I'm going to get the most benefit. Couple of things, though, I would say don't get too many credit cards where you start to lose track and feel overwhelmed. So I don't use more than two or three credit cards at one time. But I think I also you need to be wary about the annual fees, right? I mean, it's great to 100%. have those credit cards, but most of those credit yes. cards that actually have perks on them and very interesting ones, there's a bit of an annual fee that comes with it and I think so that it Absolutely. is important to balance it out. 
I was going to say that. So there's a varied amount. So you can get some free cashback cards and you can get some that have the annual fee. I would say if you are a disciplined spender and you've got a really good budget going, I would say don't be totally put off though by the annual fee because what you have to do is a bit of a calculation because yeah. often the ones with the annual fees give the highest rewards. So I actually have one with an annual fee, but the rewards and the cashback that I get, it's, I get more cash. It surpasses the annual fee. And so you 100%. make up the annual fee already. So you, you get make the benefits for 11 months. And one of the months that you get your cash back, you'll pay the annual fee with it. That's how I do it. And I would say to people to just have, just do a bit of maths with it, check it out, do a calculation before you hundred um, percent switch off from the credit card. Um, and I would just say, as I said, be careful with how many you get. Don't get out of control with them. You've got to make sure you stay disciplined. And, you know, if you're someone who may miss the date, you don't have to wait till that date because you've got to you remember. You can make your payments earlier. Your late fee is going to be applied the day after that due date. Credit cards, the banks are ruthless with those, those charges. And so I would definitely say if you can get into a habit of paying it off every week, every couple of weeks, that would work for you as long as, because the rewards mean absolutely nothing if you're not paying it off in full. So I would say, have a look, have a think about your personal situation. Do some research. I know your website is fantastic for this and call the banks, have a thing and, and have a think what would suit you. Absolutely. Get credit cards that suit your spending, your spending habits. Don't get too many where you feel overwhelmed and out of control. Um, and the other great thing is to try to not utilize all of your credit. So if you have a card, for example, with 20,000 Durham spending limit, if you can only spend five or 10,000 Durham per month, that's great for your credit rating and your credit score. And you'll get a better, um, a better access to cre more credit cards in the future, better loans, better interest rates, all of that. So that would be another tip that I would give for Alison, this was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for all these tips and tricks. And, you know, and I love the idea of it's not all bad. It's not all good. At the end of the day, it's all about moderation. It's all about reading the fine prints. And really, and one thing I've taken away from this is it's, it's not one size fit all. Do your spending and the credit card that you should choose is the one that fits you. Try and do your repayment every single month. And have a plan for if things go wrong because that's where a lot of times the trigger actually happens um thank you Alison. it was absolute pleasure having you on board uh this was Alison sultani who is a financial coach and founder of leap ventures um if you have credit card problems it's really never too late to solve them and if you haven't seen so there is a module specifically on credit cards how to use them how they work how do banks make money out of them and more importantly, what are the good sides as well of the credit card? How can you use them and leverage them to your own benefits? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was absolutely a pleasure to be here.